In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt, and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primos. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. Y'all know me if you do, Dustin. If not, now you know, Dustin, I'm the host here. Um, you know, it's been a rough kind of few weeks here. We've had a lot of rain, uh, you know, just kind of trying to adjust to find fish with some upcoming redfish tournaments coming up. So just having to, you know, roll the dice on some new areas and 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 figure them out. So it's been been having fun with that, you know, just with the weather pattern. Duh, weather patterns changing, you know, springtime transition, everything going over here. We were a little late with that after that crazy freeze we had back in February. So uh, things are starting to heat up now and uh, looking pretty promising on the redfish side of things. So, uh, you know, the whole thing, you know, after this freeze, we, we've, we've had a reduction in trout. And, you know, this got me to thinking about, you know, I've, I've, I've preached it on the show before about this program called Release Over 20. And, uh, you know, it's a it, it's a pleasure to get to have this guy on the show tonight and uh, have him share some of his info, his backstory and everything. So I want to bring Dave Flad on board. Um, we're going to bring him in and, and, and see what's going on. What's going on tonight? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dustin? All hanging in there, you know. Yeah, just... big fan of your show, and uh, I like watching Paddle and Finn, and uh, I've seen you on social media, and appreciate oh, your support. You. Yeah, I love your hat. Oh, yeah. So Got to get that in there. On represent, the represent. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's an honor, so thank you. Oh, it's an honor for for y'all, man, to reshare pictures and, and, and everything, you know. Uh, at, at one point, um, Judd from Eastern Current reached out and got me on to talk about some track trout tactics and stuff. And then that's kind of, you know, I had already been kind of submitted fish to the release over 20 initiative and everything. And once I find out about that, you know, I was all, all in on that stuff and trying to push it, you know? So, um, no, that, that's awesome. So we'll, we usually start to show out, you know, just, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and get a little backstory. Um, and uh, some of your fishing history and, and kind of what, led you into this today um and we'll roll into some other stuff that kind of spins off there okay uh so if you had asked me 10 years ago would would saltwater fishing be th as big a part of your life as it is today and secondly would you own a lure company and be a lure designer and have a conservation initiative I would have completely just laughed at you and, and said, what are you crazy? So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of new. 
um, compared to a lot of people, you know, you listen to podcasts and uh, most of these people, like they had a dad or a granddad took them out when they were, could barely walk and caught their first fish, you know, when they were in diapers. That wasn't me at all. So I, I kind of had that. Um, I'm originally from Western New York. I've lived in, in Charleston for almost half my life. So I'm kind of, a lot of people can't really, they can't tell where I'm from by my accent because I have a mixture of Rochester, New York and Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> it's a, it, it, no one can place it. It's really weird because <laughs> where I'm originally from, Rochester has a, a very distinct accent that's nothing like Southern drawl at all. Yeah, my mother-in-law's but, sister lives in Rochester. We visited oh, yeah. there a couple times. So you know yeah. the accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to lose it. But anyway, I, I grew up on the Finger Lakes. Uh, I had my my dad had built his mom a, a little cabin on Canandaigua Lake. So I spent, I was fortunate to spend a lot of my summers down there in my formative years when I was, you know, pretty young. And I spent all my summer in uh, swim trunks and, and that's it. And uh, do as much fishing as I could. My dad died when I was really young, so I didn't have a, a, a dad to show me all that stuff. So I kind of fished off the dock and I, I love fishing, but I just didn't have the opportunity, if you know what I mean? So yeah. um, fished in the ponds and stuff when I grew up, but when, it wasn't until I moved to Charleston and I started like a lot of people um, do where I had a friend take me out in November and went trout fishing and caught, you know, double digits of trout. And that really got me excited and started reading about it and bought a boat and became a big part of my life. And, and I've converted friends that exact same way, taking them out. They bought boats and got into it. So I started fishing about 15 years ago and I've been on the fast track ever since then. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my history of fishing, but, I. I kind of, if I, if I, um, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer, so I'm like, I'm, I'm really voraciously trying to learn something if, when I get into it. And I was doing all that, reading all I can, getting on the water as much as I could. And I kind of hit a plateau. Like I, I would fish the same creek to try to really learn the nuances of the, you know, the drop-offs and just mm -hmm. people told me that's what I should do. So that's what I did. And I got, I learned this creek really well, but I kind of got to a point where I just wasn't, getting to the next level and that's when i met who's now my business partner ralph phillips been fishing for 50 years here in charleston and we just struck up a friendship and uh he he kind of he kind of mentored me it's kind of like a apprenticeship sort of and he he has a saying um that if you catch a fish on a on a on a cut or live bait doesn't count Right, got to be an art. You got to fool it with an artificial. A little artificial, and he'll, sure. you know, he'll make fun of you if you do, or he'll say, oh, "I doesn't count." You know, catching on shrimp doesn't count. And um, and that, and so he taught me how to fish artificial lures. I, I already was a little bit, but he gave me the confidence to be able to read the water, and um, you know, to use the just the right technique to fill very subtle bites. And he has, of, of all the people I've ever met, the feel that guy has is almost um, supernatural. Like he can he can feel the slightest trout bite that I with the with the best equipment, same equipment as his, same spot, same lures. I 
I sometimes even today won't feel that bite and he will he yes. will pull out a, a, a nice trout and it's just it's experience you know right and, um, right we we deal with that here like uh in the wintertime months where we target our, our river our deeper pockets and all that in the river our deeper drop-offs and uh you know I had a friend that, that worked with me over here he's, he's back in Georgia now uh, he retired from where uh, the, the chemical plant we work at and uh, he was the same way. I mean, he just that, that slightest little tick or it, it feels like a wet sponge almost. Mm -hmm. on the line, if you can say that. And it took a little time to adjust. But being a crossover from also fishing for bass, you know, you're kind of used to some of them like a Carolina rig bite or something like yeah. that. So it was once I picked it up, it was and started, you know, feeling the, the right way. It, it changed a lot. But like you said about your partner there, he. he that's something different to pick up on and it's, it's it takes time <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's something you can learn and i'm i'm proof mm -hmm. of it you know i've i've tried really hard i've i've worked really hard on my technique you know you got to have the right equipment it's you know as you know a, a three four hundred dollar rod is worth every penny when oh, it yeah. comes to uh to fit feeling that subtle bite of a big trout um and i'm much better at it than i ever have been but uh, you know i still don't think i'll ever catch up maybe when i've been fishing 50 years <laughs> but anyway that that's that's my history and um and uh yeah so um awesome and then that that friendship kind of led to and you being an engineer as yourself you know yourself kind of led to another little you're saying that he's your business partner and that led y'all into yeah. what is known as i strike fishing you know um, yeah, yeah big time <laughs> so we you know the history is that we we started out we we felt like we wanted to almost do what Seltstrong's doing we wanted to film instructional videos if you know it almost seems comical now because so many people are doing that everyone on youtube has just got a gopro and um back then in 2014 the, the space was was pretty wide open. I mean, it wasn't, it was a lot of opportunity for that, but I could see it coming. And I thought there's no way we're going to be able to monetize this. There's it's too easy for people to give stuff away for free. And it's just not a good business model. You know, we, so I, I had, I had, I had bought some equipment and we, I have a whole bunch of film. that's really bad. <laughs> but, um, there's some, there's some gems in there, but uh, the audio is terrible. And, this and that, but I was learning. But he had also been saying that he wanted to f to have a jig head with a really with a really big eye because it, the offshore lures that he used to use when he was um, chartering all had really big eyes, like the big charter plugs and things. Yes. And uh, he always used the Cody jig head, which is uh, the only real jig head at the time that had a, a pretty good, pretty, um, you know, prominent eye that it's painted on but it was um it had a good hook it, it's great i mean it's a great jig head but he's like I, I really wanted an eye that's like twice that size and you know i i kind of um being an engineer I, i'm not afraid to try so <laughs> right we, we set out to make that jig head and it was really mostly for us so we didn't we weren't really thinking it was going to be a, a business we made a mold that would pour six at a time and we'd pour it on my back porch and um, 
when we first tried it, we had a lot of success with it. It was, uh, a, we had, we had a slam of really quality fish and it seemed like it performed better than any other jig. Of course, you know, one data point doesn't prove anything, but, um, it had a lot of promise and we believed in the concept, you know, I'm an optical engineer, so I believe in, um, in that fish, you know, when they, if they can see a, a lure crossing their, their, field of view if they can identify an eye that's going to tell them that it's it's a it's food and it's not a threat or it's not like a stick going by that yes that's something i need to strike and the bigger the eye the further their way they're going to see it and the more prominent and if you look at a lot of minnows their eyes are relatively very large just like a you know like a, a baby person has got really big eyes you know it's like when you look at a minnow the first thing you see is the eye so that that was the whole concept. It's it's not re it's not like reinventing the wheel. It's not like we made anything mm -hmm. new. We just made it better. Yeah. I think enhanced it. Enhanced it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, a better mousetrap, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and for um, sure. It, but the other thing that would that that our um, goal was was to have it, everything that we make be high quality. We didn't want to make cheap Walmart jigs like that you would buy at a bargain bin. We wanted the best hook we could find. And that we built that first product was a trout eye, three sixteenths ounce on a Mustad ultra point hook. And we were one of the first companies to actually say what hook we built it on. And a lot of people respected that. They're like, you know, a lot of times these jigs, they just, it's a hook. They don't say what it is. Mm -hmm. And we came right out and said, look, this is an expensive hook. This is the best hook you can buy. This is a wide gap. Um, black nickel, super sharp, really strong quality hook. So even if you don't buy into the eye concept, this is still going to be the best jig head that you can put your hands on. And that was our concept. It's pretty simple. And, you know, as far as like the name, I strike fishing, uh, it's marketing, you know, we, we, we have, you can't patent a, a, a jig head there's they're already out there um but our approach was to kind of own the space of a big eye jig we have a lot of copycats um back then we were the only one with a really with that prominent eye and there's there's a lot of copycats out there now but we sort of i feel like we from a marketing standpoint we own we own it as a um a center point of our business like all of our jigs have big eyes on them the biggest eye you can you can put on a jig at, for the weight um that's our products so i mean it's pretty simple but that's our that's our take yeah and it's a super cool if uh <laughs> y'all out there and ha haven't heard of it y'all need to go and check them out <laughs> uh, for appreciate sure. that you know and a lot of our, our other products since the trout eye have really just been trying to take that same concept of the largest eye um, on a jig head and, and presenting it in different ways with different, um, you know, approaches. So we have our weedless eye, which has a weed guard. We have our best selling product right now, which is the Texas eye, which is an articulating head. Um, I have an example right here. So it has a swing head. And it's it's weedless. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go. <laughs> wow. 
technology. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're listening to this on on a podcast stream, you're not going to be able to see this. But if you want to tune in on Facebook or YouTube, you'll be able to, to look at this whole layout right here. of What we got. Yeah. So <laughs> you're talking well, about the the Texas Eye with the articulating jig head. That's right. Yes, and sir. and you All can right. see there that we now have three categories of them. We have the Texas Eye uh, finesse. Yes. Which is built on a one-out hook that came out um, last winter. Yes. Uh, been hugely successful. I love it myself. It's great for those little profiles like a, a Slim Swim 3-inch or a yep. Streak 375 Z-Man. Um, and then we also have the Texel. Uh, yes. The big old 5-aught, 3-8s um, and half ounce for mm -hmm. the, the, big, the big old fish. Um, I, interestingly, a couple weeks ago, I was out at the uh, Near Shore Reef off Charleston, and I was uh, dropping that down at 30 feet of water, catching um, black sea bass. And um, yeah. a couple of times I lost my uh, my plastic, so I just left it off and just dropped the damn straight jig head down there and wow. was catching, you know, 15-inch sea bass on that thing, like, as fast as I could drop it down. So Wow. Um, that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't know how much of that was just that they were really turned on kind of in a frenzy or, um, you know, it might also be that they, they saw that eye, you know, we've had a lot of people catch mm -hmm. fish on the, on the raw jig. Um, I, I had a guest um, on my boat one day and he caught a largemouth on just, he, he had dropped the hook over the side while he was doing something else and picked the rod up and there was a largemouth on it. Bass on it. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah but yeah it's it's the something with the you know it has to do with the eyes and there there is um you know you can go and order these things individually which is cool so you can order them in bulk and actually get a little break in the price um and there's yeah. different color of uh eyes available too so you can go through and order different ones at different weights and you know kind of uh use it to what you're targeting and kind of what the watercolor is and clarity you know, it's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, we distinguish the color by the eye color. We have six choices. Actually, seven, if you consider. We, we have a pure black eye for the for the Texas Eye Finesse. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's that's probably a good opportunity to, to mention. We get the question a lot, like, what what's the relationship with Z-Man, and how, how do they, you know, how does that relationship work? And um, so Z-Man are, are our partners, just. There, there's no ownership or anything like that. It's kind of a, a mutually beneficial partnership where um, they have distribution rights for all tackle shops in the country. So our jigs, if you go to um, Academy or Bass Pro or something like that, you'll find them under the, the familiar Z-Man blue labeling. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same jig head though. And you'll see yes. that there are our logos on the packaging. Um, they handle all that distribution themselves. We don't really have to get involved, which is super nice. Um, but we do have our own little store, our online store, eyesdrakefishing.com. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that instead of just selling in like the, the typical three packs, the one thing that I've reserved for us is the, we're the only place where you can buy our jigs in bulk and save a lot of money. So that's kind of an incentive for people to come straight to us. Um, if you buy a lot, you can save up to 30%, which is almost wholesale price. And a lot of people do. So more and more people like from all every day, we're shipping out packages all across the country. And um, we're starting to see more and more get shipped to the Northeast and um, in the Midwest and 
people started using them for salt water. They're discovering them and using them for walleye and um, mm -hmm. crappie and bass, of course. Oh yeah. Um, so, so that's a relationship. It's the same jig head. Uh, we also, we also collaborate collaboratively um, develop products with Z-Man sometimes. And you'll see those um, in our, we have the bullseye spinnerbait yes. and the, the new swim bait eye. And then mm -hmm. the, the, um, the new eye strike chatterbait, which is this one, yes. which we're that thing excited is, about. It's a beast for the red. Yeah. It's a, uh, we're, we're excited about it. It's a, uh, yeah. it's, it's, Good for bass and redfish. Yeah, it's good for bass um, if you just want a, something without a skirt and just want to yep. do a bigger swim bait on it. Um, redfish along, you know, shell edges and grass lines um, mm -hmm. over the flats, uh, slow rolling in deeper channel swings and in, in back uh, creeks in the winter mm -hmm. for redfish has been great. The bullseye, uh, I'll have one of them tied on tomorrow and I'll be slinging <laughs> it all day along with a gold nice. spoon. I sure will. Yeah, um, we also and have, they're um, and they're stout and they're they're durable. Yeah. I can throw it on straight braid on my power mag and horse. I can horse the fish in on them, you mm -hmm. know, and get them to the boat, get them in the net, you know. That's so right. it is. It's a stout and it's got a, a cool color. Um, you know the the wire on it's the right. It's a little duller color, not shiny. And then this, there's a couple sizes for the blades. So if you want mm -hmm. extra thump, there's a little bigger blade, but. You know, the jig head having that strong hook, just like you said, that black nickel helps with the corrosion. Um, you know, it's just uh, that's my go to spinner bait. I'll tell you that right now nice. <laughs> for red for redfish. Damn, sure is. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're yeah, we're excited about it. And it, we're only just getting started in terms of people discovering them that because of COVID, they haven't really had a chance to get widely distributed yet, but they will be soon. Um, <clears throat> this is another one that we came out with called the Finessi. That's another collaborative project product and the thing about this it's got it's got that sort of lighter wire hook on it mm -hmm. um but i designed these things to be vertically jigged so the the way the weight's distributed if you put a, a z-man lure on that thing it's gonna it's gonna hang horizontally mm -hmm. when you when you jig it and it looks super natural just and, small um, little small little twitches is what uh on the yep. bass side we call that a damiki rig that's exactly right a damiki rig yeah and uh um the uh, the guys at uh, Sweetwater TV uh, are uh -huh. using them a lot and having a lot of success with them, so that's exciting. Uh, we're we're really we're really uh, excited to have our jigs start crossing over a little bit to freshwater as well. Yes, it, it kind of helps, and uh, it's good. It's good for Zima. It's good for us. So it's exciting. Yeah, the 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 Texas the weedless one uh, mm -hmm. uh, with a with a fluke. If I want to get them down, fishing a little deeper, submerged grass. Uh, that's a great jig head instead of using like a, a belly weighted hook, you know, you can use that, that, and the way that articulating head is on that, that kind of limits the fish having leverage to be able to throw it when a bass comes up and jumps and hits that gill flare and shake, you know, um, that helps with the limit some of the leverage that fish is getting and can come un unpinned, you know, so that, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a big plus in, in wanting to throw one of those too. Really yeah. cool. Cool. Cool stuff. Man, so so how did that Z-Man uh, collaboration like kick off? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're fortunate. Um, Z-Man's head, world headquarters is about five miles from my house, and um, the uh, the president uh, Daniel Nussbaum is a personal friend of uh, my partner Ralph and I. And uh, when we started making these things in like you know six at a time, we were fishing them ourselves. 
and showing pictures and things. And, you know, we were talking to him and he saw him, gave him some. He was fishing with them himself and he was really Im impressed with them. And he, you know, he asked if we could, you know, sit down and open our books and see if we could work out the financials to have them carry it as a product. And, uh, uh, of course, that was like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's like, man, did that Holy just happen? Crap. Yeah. Did that really just happen? <laughs> Where would we be without that happening? Um, yeah. It, uh, it literally put us on the map. And we are so thankful for them. We tell them all the time. And I think it's, I think it's mutual. You know, we, we're, we, we uh, have a great relationship where everything is wide open. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll share and help out each other any way we can. But uh, most of all, I think it's just, it, you know, the, their, their customers like them, too. So it's been um, I, I, I've heard some in unofficial, you know, quotes about how well they sell. Mm -hmm. And it's staggering. Uh, I've, I've heard from like uh, one of the shows they do for um, the distributor every tackle shop east of i-95 in north carolina carries our jigs yeah. uh, we just went to a place called uh, easy uh, sorry i can't remember their name it's a it's a really big shop in north carolina fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C. O V A S dot com and don't go gently, y'all. And there were our, our jigs were in cap right in front of their whole room dedicated to jig heads. And I said, How how are these sell? And he said, They're they're by far our number one best selling jig head. And I was like, Wow, that's cool. And I told him who I was, and he's like, Yeah, I've seen you on Instagram. <laughs> I thought that was you. <laughs> I so, thought that was you. Yeah. You never know, you know. When you put yourself out there, who's paying attention or not? But uh, it was kind of cool. We talked to that guy for a good long while. Yeah, but, and then, uh, I mean, in yeah. social media, wow, that's uh, you know, you can pay to do ads, but once you grow, you know, to a certain level, you know, that's just free advertisement. You know, it's kind of, you know, that's a big plus to when all this 
Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff kicked off. And, you know, and that's a great marketing tool, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to share these photos and have other people tag and share and and then, you know, using the product, a lot of good feedback and everything. So, man, you know, like you said, you know, oh, I saw you. on So I kind of thought that was, you. <laughs> you know, but that's what as a company, you know, it's you're missing out if you're not not using that social media to your advantage. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's and, a good deal. And too. that's the only way we've done it. It's been all Instagram. Yeah, organically you know, that, grown through Instagram. Account. Instagram, but yeah, just organically. And, you know, we we purposely won't have like a bikini model showing our stuff. We, uh, we could probably have 100,000 followers if we showed bikini models, but that's not what we're all about. I mean, I'd, r- I'd rather show, um, you know, a, a girl in a, in a flannel shirt who knows how to mm. fit, um, use yeah. it, who, who really uses our jigs and likes our jigs. Um, you know, we've grown st- slow and steady, man. If you could watch our, our followership, it's just been like uh, a real gentle slope for uh, the last you know six years um, up to, I think we're at a little over 18,000 followers now. Yeah, that algorithm they readjusted like last year kind of threw a wrench in some things. Yeah. And there's some little tricks here and there, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, I'd rather see that organic growth, you know, and just – just from putting good stuff out there, good content and, and having a good product, you know, that mm-hmm. Trump, that trumps the bikini model all day in my book, serious yeah. fisherman. Yep. Same. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, uh, that collab with Z man had to be something special because I know them as a lure company, you know, I religiously throw their, their jackhammers when they mm-hmm. powered the evergreen and came up with that and the way it just, the, the, the noise and, Mm-hmm. vibration of that one on the bass side of things is just mm-hmm. awesome um they they <laughs> i did ruin a few in the salt water you know <laughs> just because of the corrosion and stuff yeah. in there it's just a different different environment for it so when they came out with the with the the, the eye strike geek head on the on the chatterbait blade i was just like oh that's the one i got a <laughs> first chance i could get those i was ordering them <laughs> that's awesome thank you <laughs> but man that's awesome so you know growing that company from from nothing to what it is now that that's really cool and i'm glad you got to i appreciate you coming on here and sharing that with everybody um you know and then you know fishing around the charleston area you know and y'all had some um you know some uh heavy freeze and kind of it had an impact on the on the trout fishery there along the eastern sea happens a lot at times (laughs) yeah so uh here it does there, there was a, an initiative. You kind of, you kind of kicked this off on your own, and uh, and then kind of turned this into a whole movement. And if if anybody doesn't know, I've been a, a, a supporter of it. This when I found out about it. You know, I, I'm originally from Georgia, from the St. Simons Island area. Okay. Um, I grew up fishing that inshore water over there, and know, you know, what the cold does over there too, and how they move around. Some of the trout might be a little more migratory in that area and kind of move in and out and some stuff. But, you know, I, I, I do know what that extreme cold can do. So when you kind of set up your own, you know, size limit kind of catch and release kind of deal. And, and what you ended up doing is a release over 20 initiative. I'm rocking mm-hmm. the hat. We talked mm-hmm. about that earlier. And you, you just kind of kick this off as your own initiative. And then it grew from that. And, and can you, Tell everybody kind of what what started all that. I, I don't know if I hit it all right or um, just just, you know, give the backstory on that. And then we'll talk about where it's at today. 
Sure. Um, so I've been doing this myself for about nine or 10 years. And it originated because I asked, uh, I asked someone that uh, was kind of close to how laws are made um, re regarding our natural resources in, in South Carolina. I asked if it, um, if there'd ever be an upper, if there could ever be a upper slot for trout. And it was really selfish. It was like wanting to catch more bigger trout. And the answer I got was it's never going to happen, which I found frustrating, but I thought it just kind of um, was an epiphany. It was like, well, there's nothing saying I can't set my own upper slot and I'll just, I'll make an upper slot and I'll follow it even though, you know, screw the law, you know, power to the people, you know, I can just yeah. do this myself and I'll try to just lead by example and maybe other people will do it also. And that's what I've done um, real slowly though, you know, 10 years ago, there wasn't much social media. So mm -hmm. there was more like fishing forums. Right. And Correct. there's one, there's one here in Charleston that's really popular. And I would just, I would say, well, you know, hey, I caught a 20 inch trout and I released it because, you know, to spawn. And I think that these fish are important and should go back and be caught again and not kept, you know, keep the smaller ones, let the big ones go. And then um, to my surprise, people started also adapting that and they would come up and tell me, hey, I heard you say that or I saw it on the forum and I really agree with it. And I do it, too, which is really cool. Yeah. And um, sure. now now that. I have I strike. I have more of a platform because we have a lot of followers and things. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, in the back of my mind, trying to think about how, if, like, I wanted to make this a thing, but I didn't really have a lot of confidence that it would resonate with people. And I didn't know what to call it. And, you know, it was like, and I got, I'm busy. So, I, you know, I just never got around to it. And then um, I was, talking about this on that um eastern current podcast that you mentioned with judd and um joe neely from cca north carolina was listening so you never like again again you never know who's listening right exactly you might be listening <laughs> to this podcast and something might come out of it you never know oh so, yeah um he he said man this is exactly our philosophy and we were 100 believe in this let's make it something so that gave me the, the kick in the butt to uh, to, to do something, and, and thanks to Joe because he he helped um, you know get that that logo we have on your hat, yes, which is really cool, and oh, yeah. um, and they they have sort of um, you know we we list them as a um, as a co-founder of the initiative, but they're kind of in a supporting role. Um, for now, I've been doing this all by myself on my spare time as a passion project. And, um, you know, the way it's growing, I'm not gonna be able to do it by myself much longer, I don't think, which is great. That's, that's what it's all about. So um, I, I didn't, I haven't even mentioned what it's about. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so in a nutshell, it's just encouraging people to release big fish. The reason is that they're mostly all female, almost all species of fish, the bigger, biggest fish are female. And um, they're the spawners, they're the broodstock. You know, they're, you can argue that their genetics are more significant because they've survived things like cold snaps, um, yes. disease, um, avoiding 
eaten by prey or or even fishermen exactly. you know they, they're survivors and those genes are those genes are important to to propagate so um and if you do that there's going to be more big quality fish to catch more uh citations more release more dirty 30 fish out there which everyone wants and you know our friends at uh, speckle truth have made that a really cool thing i mean before speckle truth yeah i mean there are certain diehard anglers who who value those fish a lot but they've made it so that the whole country it's sort of a point of pride if you can catch a big fish and release mm -hmm. it big trout that's really saying something you know and they've made it cool by rewarding it with um their uh, dirty 30 boxes and things like that. So, and then even the, the 27 to yeah 29.99 inch fish citation. is a citation, which hell, I've, I've dug that because the, all the stickers were really cool and each state had yeah. its own sticker and they were pretty rad. And it's like a, it's like a badge of pride for, Oh man, I caught one over Absolutely. 27 inches. And the same thing with the dirty 30, you know, down here, you know, pre freeze, it was, I mean, it was starting to be insane again. Mm -hmm. It was just like we, we, you know, we went to a five fish limit south of uh, Matagorda, the Colorado River, and we actually went to a uh, um, an upper slot. You could only have one fish over 25 inches in your five fish stringer. Mm -hmm. And once that was implemented, you know, I did. I saw a big difference in some of the did areas. You? I yeah. Was in. Yes, for Very sure. Very interesting. Because uh, I've heard that same thing, um, Tyler Capella, as a guide out of uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, over the last like three years, has put a lot of restrictions on their trout. Mm -hmm. He's he had made a post and, and tagged us in it. I don't know Tyler, but uh, respect him a lot. And uh, he said he, that the the trout fishing there is is the best it's ever been for quality and quantity. Yep. So it does it does make a difference in, in angling behavior. Can make a real difference if um, if everyone if if numbers of people percentages of people do it, they can make a difference. I, I truly believe that, and that's oh, why yes, I'm doing sure. the release over twenty. Um, yeah, so it's it's really encouraging people to set their own limit, and it's not really twenty inches per se. It's that's my limit, and it's also marketing wise, it's kind of catchy. It's a round number. Yes. Here in Charleston, that's a four-year-old fish, but in your area, a four-year-old fish is about twenty-three, I think. Yes, sir. And um, you know, it might it might make more sense if you're fishing the Laguna Madre to say, well, my limit's twenty-four or twenty-three. Um, anything above that, I'm letting go, and, um, and it would have the same effect. It's just you see what I mean. It's it's like setting mm -hmm. your own limit. It's not really like. But that being said, my initiative. I'm rewarding people for anything over 20 inches. So yep. if you're in Texas and you, you're catching hundreds of them, I'm going to still um, have you entered in the program, send you free stuff as much as you want to participate. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming it. Um, so, Cause every, every fish, you know, makes a difference really. For sure. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of already before I even knew about the program, you know, I, I, I've been, unless it was like hooked real weird in the gills or something, um, I wasn't keeping many fish trout over 20 inches anyways, because I feel that, you know, the 17 to 19 inch fish, there's plenty of, a plenty of filet on there. If you want to make fish tacos, yeah. they don't have that gritty texture, mm -hmm. um, like some of the bigger fillets would have, um, over time I had kind of figured that out. I was like, you know what, oh, I'm just going to keep these smaller ones and take a few home for dinner. And that's what I'll normally do. I'm not, I'll 
no kind of meat haul or nothing like that. And I know, yeah, there, there's some, there's stuff out there that, 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 that does that people pay, you know, guys to get taken out. They want to try to get their, mm-hmm. their freezer bags of fish and, you know, have time, put them in the freezer. I'd rather catch them that day, bring a couple home and, and cook them that evening fresh or make a good batch of ceviche or, you know, make some fish, smoke them and make some fish dip or something like that. Yeah. The same, same day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of all mad anyways. And then the whole thing behind you with the, you know, getting into the, uh, the spawning capacity and how much, uh, you know, fry they produce the bigger females. Um, right. So yeah, that's a whole another aspect. And, and you've kind of, at the end of each month, you have a tally of who all submitted what and mm-hmm. from where, and then kind of do a giveaway. So that's that's pretty cool too. You know. Yeah. So when people enter their fish, they if, if they go to releaseover20.com, which is easy to remember, it brings them right to the entry form, and then they have a choice of st- I'll send them free decals. Um, you know, at no charge to them whatsoever. It's all it's all based on the funding that we receive. And um, there's three options. You can receive the original decal, same as on your hat. Yes. And then I made this one up to help encourage people to enter fish. And it's a QR code, which means if you take your cell phone camera, and then so before you actually push the picture button, it has like a live video image. If you, all you got to do is point it at this, and it'll pop the um, URL for the entry form yes. right there. All you got to do is hit one push with your finger and there's the form and it's mobile friendly. So when I, when I catch one myself, I do enter my own fish and I'll do it right on the boat. Right after I release it, I'll enter it right Mm -hmm. then. It takes about 10 seconds. Um, And then what I wasn't expecting, but I think is really cool is that there's certain individuals who are almost becoming like celebrities who are entering lots of fish. And for that reason, I made up these things, these little helmet decals. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Try to get to There it is. Yeah. I, so, I had just recently started getting all those in January, so I got like a nice right. collection, a nice collection started on my on my back of one of my kayaks that I okay cool yeah <laughs> so I've been trying to get people to send me pictures of their of the, where they're doing it so I I have started on the inside gunnel of my boat a little little hit list there and I've got nine this so far this year which I'm proud that's of. pretty cool <laughs> and uh and you know the first year our biggest uh participant is Corey Mayo out of Virginia and he was receiving the big stickers these ones he has like a, a a pail or like a waste can in his office. He literally papered that thing with all of his decals. <laughs> it's like hundreds of decals, so it turned out pretty cool. Um, it got a little a little pricey for us, which is fine. I'm happy to do it, but uh, these things make it a little more economical to tally the little the little guys. But uh, people like it, and it's a fun way to go. There you go, sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> starting and, to get uh, a little tally on there <laughs> there you go so with these so we do that and then um i'm gonna show you that's mine there you go oh yeah got on the boat yes sir um, so we also every every fish entered 
is an entry in our drawing. So the cool thing right. is I have lined up uh, some really heavy hitter sponsors. Um, it's, yes. It's kind of cool thing about this is it's it's easy to approach people. I would be really hesitant to go to and um, and and ask, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what do you want?" <laughs> like Miralor, for example, Eric Bachnick, uh, super generous, and uh, Waterloo Rods just stepped up, and um, you know I got Z Man and and Bubba and Toadfish and um, Prime Gancho and a uh -huh. lot of a lot of big names that have donated a product. And um, if anyone's listening to this and would like to get involved, I'll take them um, big or small. If you scroll scroll down there, if you will. Yeah, I'll scroll down and get your the and sponsor you'll see list. the uh, sponsors. Yeah, let me um, get two. I have sponsors from, from the biggest to the smallest. And um, even if you decide I want to just get involved and put your name on there, um, I'll take it and I'll yeah, give it away. So Salt Strong, Speckled Truth, Mirror Bubba Blade, Z-Man, CCA North Carolina, Eye Strike, Codefish, mm -hmm. Adams, Groove Fishing, Low Country Fishing, Vapor Apparel, Twitch Clip, which I like, I use them. Mm -hmm. AM, that's Texas Company, Spot yep. Burn, and then you got some of the guide release supporters. Yeah, so these are um, the guides who have sort yep. of um, signed up to be recognized as, as a guide that supports this initiative and, and encourages Wayne their Davis anglers to release their fish. Yeah, Wayne, so I had the opportunity to fish with Wayne last, last February, well, a year ago, February, and um, out of um, Port Mansfield, that was awesome. Oh yeah, I loved it. It's first time I ever wade fished and uh, got my personal best down there, which is really cool. Totally different. That was the whole yeah. thing that kind of, kind of flipped my lid when I moved to Texas. Was growing up in that marshland and the low country of Georgia, and the mud's up to your neck, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and coming over here and seeing people in the bay systems, and it's just like. Oh, they're wading out there, and that's what started my whole, you know, getting back into saltwater fishing again over here, and and um, all that good stuff, and then led me into the kayak to expand my range. So yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, it's super cool. We have access to so many good fisheries. I mean, I can drive two and a half hours, and just I either go fish Sabine area or I go down to Mansfield. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, I'm 45 minutes from Rockport. I'm 40 minutes from Port O'Connor. I get I'm, off of work. I get off work, and in five minutes, I'm launched in in Lavaca Bay and Point Comfort chasing redfish right there. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I really, I mean, it's it's amazing. Our, our trout fishery, as you know, like from Georgia's Georgia's a little better maybe, but it ain't like Texas or Florida. And um, in Virginia, oh, oh I Virginia. had I had no idea Virginia. I didn't either. Was Holding the hammers like that. There's this guy, <laughs> um, Cloud Break Mods, Medal, Medal, yeah. Medal, uh, Medrano. Yeah, I want to put, I'm trying to get him to come on the show and talk. Yeah, and, you should. Um, he's a little, you know, I think he 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 started fishing later, but he's he's been killing it over there. I'm like, man, I got to give him a shout out. You know, I, I had no idea that uh, Virginia was holding the trout fishery like that, man. Yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> so, Medell's my man. I mean, he's the guy that hooked us up with the billboards. Did you see the billboards? Yes, he works yeah. for the Adams. That's right. Yeah, I, he I works for Adams, and uh, and that was his that was his doing, man. It was so cool. That and, is awesome. And he hit up awesome. the, the Adams folks here in Charleston and got him here in Charleston, and you know. Our guy, like the people who are on the billboards, would literally drive two hours to Charleston 
and then pull her car over and just wait. Get a picture too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, really cool though. I mean, and, and they're actually live again now. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, we're just the, it's more of the generic um, um, image. It wasn't with like before we were featuring anglers. Yes, that, that was a little bit complicated to keep track of. But uh, Medell said, "Hey, man, we we just got it on the constant rotation in Virginia right now. It's going to be whenever there's availability, they're going to just run for indefinitely." So. Oh, that is um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then um, also they're going to start running them here again in Charleston with our local, uh, like, support of our local tackle shop, Hadros, Hadros Point. Oh, cool um, deal. So that's exciting. It's really, really cool. Yeah, and I, I you know, I've, I've pushed it. I've talked about it on the podcast before after our freeze we had. And, you know, you know, at first, you know, people, you get a lot of people, you know, just the random comments like giving slack and all that throwing flack at you but you know there, there's been a lot more support here lately and uh especially after that freeze we had you know i know you, you just mentioned mm -hmm. you know the uh from speckled truth you know i was glad to see them kind of uh, y'all jumped into collaboration uh and started that uh release uh you know tx 2021 and kind of yeah. you know kind of just roll with the forget the you know over 20 part right now after this freeze let's let them all swim you know yeah. So that was pretty cool to see that. And then Waterloo jumped on. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a I've been a big supporter of Jimmy and Waterloo Great back guy. when I started. And then I've got picked up and then all, I'm on their pro staff and, and fish with nice. Waterloo's exclusively. And they're a big supporter of the podcast also. Nice. Yeah, so, I saw the logo you know, and whatnot. The uh yeah, I was just in there today. They got me a um I just had a, a six four uh ultra mag made with a little shorter handle with a with a two part real seat to get that. You know, yeah, man. it's going to be able to fish it in the wind a little better and sling it and get real accurate with those casts with that one. You know, I, and, and on the kayak, it, it, a smaller rod with a little shorter buddy and does help um, a lot, you know, with maneuverability and all mm -hmm. that. It's just, you just got to reach out to get it around the bow when you're fighting your fish. So right. kind of weird with that. But, you know, I can't say enough good things about them. And I was stoked to see when when you when they paired up and all this and got behind it, it it's, it, it was a good, good. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I actually just had Jimmy make me a rod and, uh, I've used it for the first time last weekend. And I love it. Oh, which it's, one did you get? Um, you know, uh, it's carbon. a high end, it's the high end rod. I don't carbon know mag. You, yeah. It's carbon mag. I think, yeah. uh, it's got the recoil guide, split uh -huh. grip, um, medium light, fast tip. It's it's a it's a it's a precision instrument. It's sure a beautiful is. rod, real lightweight. I love it. Yeah, you pair it with a um, a team lose light or a custom lose light. I'm partial to lose, so uh -huh. <laughs> the, the custom, the little small, like four point nine ounce one. Yeah, it's it's a deadly yeah. combo for slinging uh you know little twitch baits and and smaller plastics and stuff. And and you downsize to like fifteen pound braid with like twelve pound fluoro leader and mm -hmm. throw a little sixteenth ounce jig head or a little small. Um, you know, twitch baits or something is super precise. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, it won't I, be my like last uh, one of their rods. It's it's <laughs> well, it's, cool. It's, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but the um that that release twenty one Texas thing um was that's it was kind of we did a similar thing um in 2018 here where we had our last freeze in Charleston. We had six inches of snow or something like that. It was it was uh we were all really worried that we'd have a huge kill off. Turned out, you know, there's certain like it has to be cold for like in the mid 40s for like a, a, a week or more. 
for the trout to really die bad, and we dodged a bit of a bullet. But um, but that following year, our DNR made a their own campaign called um, "Let Them Spawn, Let Them Live." Yes, and basically said, "Let's all let our let all our trout go this year." Yeah, and um, Z-Man and I Strike combined to make a sticker that was like an outline of a trout and it said release 2018 sc and um gave them away we just we just we bought all the stickers and gave them away and then you drive around and see them everywhere and, awesome. <laughs> and people did it i mean they didn't keep fish that year and i saw i wish i had it here to show you but um I have a lot of friends at the DNR and they do travel net surveys. So they have statistical data that shows how much, how many fish are in the estuary. And it's, um, you can't argue with it. It's, it's statistics, right? It's, um, it's based on everyday sampling in random spots. And, um, you know, there's, there's error limits around it, but the trends you can't deny. And you saw a drop off in 2018, a sharp drop off. But in 2019 yeah. and beyond, it spiked like really fast, way, way faster than a normal recovery. Because we have a freeze about every seven years here in Charleston. Correct. And if you yeah. go back over time, you could see um, with a chart, you could see how bad the fish got killed and how long it took to rebound. And it was noticeably faster after 2018. And um, when, when this happened in Texas, you know, I, I, I had said something about, well, we did this and south carolina and um chris chris bush was listening and he's like hey let's let's do this and i said great well, you know, i'm on board let's go and so he had that art made up and uh i think he gave out three thousand um uh, stickers and i gave away like not as many like maybe over a thousand mm-hmm. and um just gave them away for free to people and the thing is like if you if y'all in texas if you just release every fish this year only you will have Order of magnitude more fish in the years to come. Oh yeah, it's a small sacrifice sure. to make for better fishing in the in the near term future. You know, and good thing you know I, I'm still getting a lot of quality fish submitted to the uh, program from Texas. So you know it wasn't completely devastating. There's still fish to be caught. There's sure. still some out there for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting the time. The redfish definitely are are taking the the brunt of the, the yeah they're getting, the, more fishing, pressure, they're getting some, right? a lot of pressure right now mm-hmm. yeah they are um they're getting a kind of skittish <laughs> but uh yeah yeah they're just uh you know let let you know i'm 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 not keeping any of them either right now i'm just trying to let them all go and you know our flounder our flounder fishery is definitely coming back pretty good too you know uh last yeah. year i probably caught more flounder last year than i had in the three years previous all put together do you, is it because you're stocking? Really, do you think you're stocking them there? In well, Texas they're stocking State? them some, yeah, but just the um, they did impose some some slots, some closures during during the spawning times or full mm-hmm. run and everything, and kind of limited them to two um, that month, that span of time. And then this year, it's actually it's actually shut down completely, which I was like, that's so weird because it was the best I've had it in many yeah. years was last year, so. You so know, but, uh, we'll see how that does. <laughs> right. So I, this year I started including flounder in release over 22 and participation has been awful. Um, people don't want to release big fish and I'm trying to get the word out about those two. And, you know, I love flounder to eat as much as anyone. My wife mm-hmm. loves them. Who doesn't? But the, 
here's the fact about flounder. Males only reach at their very maximum about 13 and a half inches. Yes, the females which, are. The which females. means that in most states, every single fish of keeper size is female. So when you keep all the females, what happens? Not a good thing. Well, know? then 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 the temperature of when they hatch comes into play to deciding what sex they will be. Exactly. Also. So if you get a slight temperature deviation like we have recently with some temperatures being a little milder in the winter, then you have a lot more males and females being produced. Yeah. A lot of little <laughs> flounder. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's um it's complicated but i really believe that people need to start releasing at least some of the flounder that they catch hopefully the big ones um even if they don't just release some of them or don't don't keep them all that you can um because they're all female exactly the, the keeper size everybody ones, get know, on the to eating that. size ones you know no one wants to keep a, a 14 inch flounder or 15 inch flounder there's no meat on it but um the, you know, the ones of good eating size are, are 100% female. Exactly. For sure. So, yeah, everybody listen up. Let's do that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll, it take, I'll, it takes I'll some, uh, try to su submit a few here coming up uh, closer yeah. towards the fall as I start, you know, In that, they start moving into some of my areas that I, I like to target for redfish. And I'll start, it'll just be bycatch. But like I said last year, I caught, I caught more just as, bycatch chasing redfish and i did any of the past mm -hmm. three years and some and some pretty big ones too i had uh last fall i think i had like eight or nine over 20 inches nice yeah some some good ones which is yeah. pretty good because i'm normally just not i'm not fishing for them <laughs> right <laughs> so uh, yeah I, just kind of looked know, into it we we just had we just had a, a bill some bills here in south carolina to to change um, to address the, the drop-off in flounder. And it's been a uh, really frustrating experience to see what goes on behind the scenes. It's, um, it's, it's not based on science and it's not with the resource first. Um, so I don't really see flounder improving very much. Like this is a, for example, if you have a creel limit of 10 flounder um, per person per day and you reduce it to five, well, don't expect a damn bit of thing to change because um, people like myself and a, a lot of good anglers and charter captains that I know, if, if you ask them, what's the average number of flounder that you catch of keeper size in a trip, it's one or two. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you go from 10 to five, you're never going to even hit right. five. Rarely, you know, <laughs> maybe once a year, would you hit five? Um, so it's not going to change. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating, but um, uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't come to the point like uh, North Carolina where they just have to shut the season down completely because it's in a collapse. But it's oh, probably man. where we're headed here in South Carolina, I'm guessing. But it's just it's crazy that they that it has to come to that, you know, and, and, and just people would rather, you know, basically rape that resource and, and destroy it than, than come together mm -hmm. and, and just – grab an initiative by the horns and, and roll with it, you know? You know, I, uh, I don't really, I don't know if I think that, I don't think people are doing that on purpose. Okay. I, I think yeah. most people don't know that all those fish are female. That's one thing. Ah, it comes they down also to the, don't to, know that there's a oh. problem. And I count myself as one of those, even just a couple of years ago, I, I was having a great 
fall for flounder. I caught a lot of ones over, well, not a lot, but I probably caught four or five over 20 inches. Kept them all. I didn't think there was a problem with flounder numbers um, from my perspective. But once I learned um, what was really going on from DNR, I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep any more flounder. And my wife was pissed. <laughs> oh <laughs> really yeah. Pissed. Yeah. Because she's like, what? But I did the same thing. I'm just, just trying to do you know. my part, you know, <laughs> trying to do my part. Let them go. And that's the part, you know, when it comes to education and, and the teaching of this, you know, and, and getting the information out there, which is the with the release over 20 initiative, which is a great tool to have and, and get that info out there. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get those facts out there and 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 also be able to back it up um, with research. And, you know, and, yep. and if I don't know the answer, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, speculate. Yeah. And if I and if if someone comes to me with um, proof that I'm wrong, I'll I'll, I'll change my tune. But um, you know, I've had people say, "Well, this or that is false," and I'll show them the paragraph and the research paper <laughs> where I got it from. And they'll be like, Oh, Oh, no. okay. Okay. Put in mouth. I'll stand down, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not my guess. It's, it's based on research and I've learned a lot doing my own research. And, um, you know, and like I said, like what the reason, most of my research comes from the South Carolina um, DNR, which it does an excellent yes. job with their research. But, um, you know, like I said, a four, a four year old trout in Charleston is 20, but where you are, it's 20, 22, 23. So it, it's, um, you know, the same, the same, uh, generalities are true, but the specifics might be slightly different based, based on where you are in the country, you know, like, but I think it's probably true regardless that a 20 inch trout spawns 20 million eggs a year. Um, that's a lot. And the bigger they get, the more they spawn and the more, like I said, the, the more important their genetics are. Exactly. Just like how it goes to show um, in Texas, uh, it's a different fishery, but the bass fishery here with the Sherlunker program through uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife, it, it, it takes those those fish and they they, they breed the, the ones over 13 pounds and, uh, you know, they restock the fry. Um, interesting and yeah. and it's you know it, like you said it's genetics in those fish mm -hmm. and it just it grows bigger fish and it, they they are a little more hardy and, and strong and um the survivability rates a little higher on, on some yep. of the fish with them good genetics you know and it goes and, to and here, a program like that's example. really cool our trout in charleston if it gets to be 45 degrees they die in virginia they they're still good at 45 degrees because those trout for generations have had colder water to survive in the, in the, the ones that have survived that colder water better mm -hmm. are propagating their genes and those along. fish can tolerate colder water than our, ours can. So, I mean, it, it, it's, um, it's science. Yes. Well, cool deal, man. You know, I, I'm excited to have got you on here. I was stoked when you said you'd come on the show. So, that's cool. Um, I want everybody to hear the story about, you know, I strike, how it started and then, you know, how it, uh, the release over 20 uh, initiative started out. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, we certainly enjoyed having you on tonight and, uh, you know, I want to give you a chance to 
any shout outs to anybody or, or thank yous or, or for support over, you know, go ahead and then we'll wrap up here in a second. Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, You're welcome. I, I'm a fan of you and your and, uh, paddling fan and uh, hope to get to meet you someday in person. Oh, yes, sir. Very cool. Uh, just uh, I always try to give a shout out to uh, to Speckle Truth, sort of our um, our brother organization that um, have really led the way and um in conservation and and sort of um protecting the resource of, of big trout have a, a i have a great respect for all of those guys and um, they've been an inspiration to me also i want to point out um the empty stringers program which is out of port mansfield um wayne davis and uh, ernest cisneros yes those guys um and i tell us to everyone are uh, model of rewarding people was inspired by those guys. You know, I fished with him, like I told you last year or a year ago, and was glad to participate in that program. And if you don't know about it, basically what they do is they say, Hey, if you want to participate in empty stringers, we're going to go fishing today. And if you release all your fish, uh, we'll give you a bunch of free stuff. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like a t-shirt, uh, koozies, uh, uh, like a Yeti cup. It's, it's great. And then at the end of the year, they do a big drawing for a, a grand prize. And yes, I said, oh, that's brilliant. And that's, that's, that's the model I've been using. It's like, I, I'm not telling anyone. Well, first of all, I'm not telling anyone that to keep all or to let go of all their fish. You know, if you, you keep a few, that's fine. The same thing speckle truth says, take what you need, release the rest. Yes. You know, keep a few. I'm just saying, let the big ones go. And um, if you want to release them all, that's up to you. But I'm not telling you to do it. I don't even do it myself. I keep some fish to eat fresh. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, I'm trying to be positive. Be, you know, I'm trying to, to state fact, factual information. Uh, keep keep the, the page and social media positive and uh, reinforcing and try to show best practices and um, not pile on people for um, when they maybe are handling a fish in the gills and not realizing that they're, they're causing a problem instead of bashing them for it, try to be, put a positive spin on it. You know, yes. they're trying to release their fish, you know, maybe next time, you know, try not to handle the gills, you know, try to handle it differently, things like that. And I'm just trying to be a positive force and I'm trying to reward people with a carrot instead of hitting them with a stick. You know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> nobody sure. wants that. And, and nobody exactly. wants, Nobody wants more state regulations. Let's let's as anglers, let's do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Let them go when it makes you know the science backs it up. There's a lot of real reasons to do it, and uh, even more that we didn't talk about. But if you follow our stuff, you know what I'm. You know what I mean. Yes. And uh, um, and together, I, th I really think we can move the needle. Definitely. So, yeah, anybody out there, y'all listening, y'all watching, you know, I had this up earlier. I'll put it up there again. You follow follow along um, on the initiative at Release Over 20 on Instagram and at I Strike Fishing. Um, and then there's a Facebook page for, for both now. There's mm -hmm. a group. There's actually a Release Over 20 group. That too. Yep. And then there's a Facebook page that you can go and like. And then also on I Strike Fishing, there's a there's a page there on Facebook that you can go look them up and, and like and follow along with their social media engagement and posts and uh, see what's going on over there. Stay up to date. And like you said, uh, hit up uh, iStrikeFishing.com. 
and uh you know slash release over 20 and it'll take you right to that page to submit mm-hmm. the fish um let's see let's see some more texas entries i, I don't want to see virginia taking the top honor we need uh, to get yeah need virginia, to get these, these, uh, texas, get <laughs> uh, virginia is dunking on you right now <laughs> yeah we need, we to, need to you need to, to step it up more. yes and sir. i know that you can you can do it <laughs> um but yeah it's, you don't have to go uh, ice trade fishing slash release. Just release over oh, okay. com will take you straight there. Take you straight there. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's uh, that's a lot easier to remember and easier. Yes, to very much so. Then you and, can go uh, on there and order some some swag. You should have some uh, some solar hoodies coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'll have mine. I'll order mine as soon as they come out. Sweet, thank you. <laughs> and then we'll have links and all this on the show description uh, when I post this, and, and uh, you know we'll have the links down below on the on the YouTube. If you're watching it there, you'll be able to see it. And then on the Facebook page, just check the links out in the, in the show description post and they'll all be there for you. Um, we'll get that done. And, uh, you know, thanks again, everybody for tuning in. Thanks to, for the show support, uh, Waterloo rods and Truchador and co. And then all the other sponsors that support the podcast that are part of us, you know, jig masters, Pelican, yak gadget, one, five, three baits, yak attack, Rocktown adventures, all that good stuff. Uh, jig masters and and uh you know everybody that supports and you know we made the move to uh waypoint tv which will be our platform now which is awesome i just recorded with um tom roland there you go saltwater experience i just recorded with him at earlier today so i was like man i i was stoked that he reached out and he's like you know hey we got this we're all got this in common on Waypoint. And I was like, well, we want to have you on the podcast. And he he was like really stoked to hear about like the tournaments and how we run them on a kayak and everything. So it was it was really cool to get on there and and, and talk to him and uh, hopefully get to meet him at ICAST later later mm-hmm. this year coming up. And and, and, and uh, I'll be know, there. Maybe continue, we can meet. continue to grow this thing. I'm trying to make it. I'm going to try to work it out. So I'm yeah. definitely trying to get if there. So, you know, and, you know, this wouldn't be possible without the listeners. So thank Thanks for everybody that tunes in and listens um, and, you know, just uh, support this release over 20 initiative. If you're in the coastal areas and you target speckled trout and uh, hell, even put redfish in on that mix and flounder, uh, you know, let them go, let them grow. And let's uh, let's save this fisheries, you know, let's uh, let's keep them healthy for for our, our kids and the grandkids to enjoy just like we do. So mm-hmm. with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to uh the chasing the tide saltwater segment on pal and finn we'll catch y'all next time spend your saturdays with life on the water join captain brandon simmons for fishing diving travel and so much more you want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest oh look at that thing dude Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.